we're talking about trials and tribulations. And we have a special guest, Nando. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have Nando here. I'm happy to be here. You provided hella drinks and snacks. Hella drinks and snacks. (laughs) (laughs) We do do have hella drinks and snacks. Well, I have them, but, you know. Well, yeah, you got the snacks, and then we got the drink game. The drinks. Yeah, I was so surprised by how many options you had right when I walked through the door. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who is a guest in the future, we got got we got the drink options. Yeah, and it's all like the good ice cubes. We use the good ice cubes, iced coffee too. Um, like just the ones in the trays. It makes a huge difference. From what? Like a tray, like a tray ice cube versus the bag ice. Yeah, or even like even like the nice. I don't like like I like the cubed ice. Like, like, have you ever had circle ice cubes? No, that's no. I I guess there's ice spheres. Like even I don't know. I just like the the traditional fucking ice cubes. Have you had circle ice? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you get at like uh, like Quick Trip or something. Oh what? No. Like the like like little circles. No, no, not the little ones. Not the like pellets. The like actual circle ice no i can honestly say i've never even heard of that or i feel like you're making this up (laughs) yeah i'm not they serve it with like certain alcoholic (laughs) beverages i'm i'm kind of like gonna google it for (laughs) y'all we we've known nando for like oh my god 10 more 15 years probably 15 no well i'm 27 now so yeah it would be going on 15 years yep yeah, I, I don't know who knew each freshman, other first, right? but yeah, I used I, to pick on you in Highland, and you fucking hated me. Yeah, I'd like go and pull his hair, and he'd be like, "Fucking bitch." <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, except for the yeah, and then I got over it because I ran and jumped on your back, and I was riding on your backpack through the halls, what? and I was like, you know what? She's chill. She's letting me do this. All right. <laughs> I don't remember. Just seeing all. what you can get away with. Yeah. Is this not fucking cool? Like, look at. An ice sphere. Oh, oh, it's just one. Okay, guys. Lane. Um, it's a big cubed ass. ice is real, or no, sphere. circle ice is real. Sphere. Ice sphere. <laughs> Told you. That'd be cool if now that that's clear. It's giant. That's wow. Oh, what you gonna do with all that? Dope. What you gonna do with yeah, all that? Yeah, because if, all right, if they, if they melt down, you could feel like you have a bunch of marbles in your mouth. Make like sure it, that you guys check cool. out these this ice. Yeah. So you can Google ice spheres. They look dope, <laughs> in my opinion. IMO. If you've ever want to have what it feels like to have a bunch of marbles in your mouth, like that would be a balls fantastic. in my mouth. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like it'd be kind of cool though? Yeah, if they well, because they're so smooth. Well, just if you think about like those like those little tapioca pearls are kind of yeah, like exactly. oh, marbles yeah. in your mouth. Bubble tea. I do not like bubble tea. I just I don't Is see how me? it's tea. I think it's just juice. With it's those just sugar. Little sugar. Jellies. Sugar. Sugar. So. We're going to talk a lot about uh, trials and tribulations. Yep. And ha- like my mindset in t- um, tough times. Yeah. Our boy Nando over here has done some time. <laughs> Wait, do you want to introduce yourself? That I have. That I have. My name is Fernando Valentino Cornejo Jr. And all my friends call me Nando. And all of my enemies call me their baby mama's Latin lover. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here to talk about trials and tribulations. I've definitely encountered and overcame a bunch of those, and I'm ready to open up about some and give some insight into what it's like to, um, overcome recidivism and repeating the cycle of incarceration and basically just 
being in trouble with the law and what troubles come with after getting out of you know jail parole probation prison and how those barriers can affect your life as well as your self-esteem as well as your mental health as well as your actual health because the resources are so limited and pretty much is fucked (laughs) yeah so basically he's got a lot to say (laughs) and we we are really i'm i i'm thankful that you decided to open up and talk about this easy yeah you could easily shame yourself which hopefully you don't do nah um yeah when i told uh when i told my girlfriend about this uh it's so funny because i was actually like asked this a bunch of times when i got with my friends last summer and they they uh are my co-defendants and they would ask like nando never talks about that shit how come you'll never talk about them like why would i want to bring up literally the worst part of my life when i was the worst depressed like the worst bored because like when you're there, you're literally feeling like you're the worst person in society because you fucked up. You let your family down. You let your mom, dad, sister, girlfriend. You let all your friends down because you and nobody but you put yourself in a fucking cage and have all these people literally watching you shit and shower and telling you when to eat. So you're literally just a fucking caged animal and nobody put you there but you. So it's a lot of shame that goes into that. And yeah, that's why I didn't want to tell my story to like my friends and shit because you know there's not really anything good to say about it like yeah i can like go into like yeah i found my spirituality and my enlightenment in it and like i found what hobbies i'm really good at and what skills i have and i actually read which i was speaking about earlier this week with you angie about having read a book in five years and that's the last time i read a book was when i was forced to but yeah that's it's a, a, a lot of boredom and a lot of negative thoughts that go into that. And like getting out is a lot of more pressure on you because now you have to face the real world and you have to face all your family members and friends. And, and they they're like all, expecting yeah, you. Yeah, and be even like just like coming back into notch anxiety. Right. Like, hope you learn your lesson, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. For real, though. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. Like, do you feel like when you got out, like, everyone was, like, watching you? Like, let's see if Nando fucks up now. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was, like, <clears throat> even scared to be around my family and shit. Like, when I first got out, my family picked me up. And I was just like, all right, I need a pack of smokes. And, like, when we got to the house, like, I was have, I was meeting all my family there. And I was like, I can't even be around these people right now because I'm so used to not being with them that I just need to be by myself. So, like, the first couple of days, like, I would, like, just walk, like, just keep on walking around the city, like, all night and, like, all day. I would just by go yourself? and walk around by myself, yeah. Because, like, I don't give it, like, I didn't give a shit about, like, social media and, like, all this, like, all this, like, connect, like, all this, like, social, social network stuff that people are always posting about their lives. Like, I didn't know about that, so I didn't care about it, but... Yeah, I didn't, like, even feel the connection with my parents anymore. So I would just, like, I need to be by myself because, like, this shit is, like, so overwhelming me that, like, it's, like, so overwhelming that I feel like everybody's just looking at me and, like, what is he about to do next? Like, is he just going to go fuck up and get drunk? Is he going to go, yeah. like, do Just, something? like, extra, <laughs> extra, like, eyes and judgment. Yeah. Was that the exactly. only reason that you felt pressure or did you feel, like, because you were in prison that, like, you got 
accustomed to being alone and like being in your thoughts that like being around other people's energy and thoughts was like overwhelming in that sense or is it just because they were like waiting to see your next move or was it both or yeah i think it was both yeah it's just a lot of time to yourself a lot of time uh in your own head and yeah it's like just a lot of pressure because you know when you talk to your family and friends out there you talk about how much you want to change your life and with my experience i've been in and out of prison i've been in and out of jails the institutions and all that shit like since i was 17 till i was 23 so you know i'm on the wrong side of 20 right now but um yeah so for quite a while for 10 years 10 years ago i started yeah and um yeah it's a really hard cycle once you get in because once you're on probation you know the po's job is to put you in jail if he's like you know that's what my experience has been with it. Like, my PO has never helped me with any resources. Like, mm-hmm. when I got out, like, it was just either get a job, go to treatment, go to school, or go back to jail if you don't do one of those. And that's, like, one of the reasons why I didn't, like, stick to a routine and shit. Because I didn't want to do any of those. I just wanted to have fun and, like, get fucked up. Like, maybe not commit crimes and shit, but I just didn't want to listen to an authority figure, so... I just did what I want, and that's definitely not the move. Is that you wanted? You didn't want to listen to an authority figure because you were in prison and people were literally telling you when to do what? Yeah, exactly. So you were just kind of like rebellious when you got out? Like, fuck that. I'm not listening to nobody now. Right, yeah. Got it. Okay, so <clears throat> do you think, like, if that, that wasn't your mindset, like, if you weren't didn't want to rebel right away, like, do you think that any of those people in the system, like, would have like what would have helped you do you think like your mindset like wanting to rebel had anything to do with that or do you think everything they were just like didn't give a shit at all i definitely know that there's limited resources as uh as far as on like as far as employment and housing and just like general assistance like housing is the number one thing like me and my girlfriend last year i think it was yeah last year it was either spring or summer. We got denied from, I think it was either 31 or 33 apartment complexes because of my background. And, like, mm. they're kind of chill about it because, like, they didn't even have us fill out the application fee or anything. Because, like, once, like, we mentioned, like, I have a background, like, oh, yeah. You're not, probably not going to. Yeah, not at all. Don't even fill out the application. Don't even bother. Because you're going to be denied. Yeah. yeah. I so. just think that's crazy because people still need somewhere to live. Yeah. Right. What also I found was insane about getting out of prison, which I didn't know until I dated somebody who was in prison, is that you have to pay for your parole officer. Yeah. Oh, I only knew that because I was like on like unsupervised probation once. Yeah. And it was a lot. Like here you are getting out of prison. You probably have to live with like your parents if they let you or like a friend if they let you. And doesn't your parole officer have to like approve of where you live or like know where you live oh yeah and everything they, yeah, they can't have a record like i couldn't stay with my dad because my dad has felonies so i couldn't stay with him can't stay with anybody who has a pit bull you know german shepherd bulldog Why? rottweiler it could be because they're and like dangerous animals you can't stay with people that have guns 
Yeah. Kissing people who are on probation. Yeah. So you just really get super, limited. especially if you're from that environment where you like, all my friends are from the hood right. and like they got guns or like they got a record. Then it's mm-hmm. like, so I can't stay with my friends. And then if your parents fucked up once in life, it's like, what the fuck? It even goes, it even goes further than that. My parents who luckily they're friends with the landlord, they, he had to okay it with the landlord to like even have me go there to like live with them. Wow. Yeah, and they like my PO came to my house and made sure I was there in the first week I got out. Yeah, they like pull up on you. They right. like check you and they're yep. like, "Where's he at? Where's Nando?" But then I feel like, yeah, it's their job, but I also don't think like their intention is good because it's almost like I'm not checking to make sure Nando is like staying out of trouble in the sense that like I want him to do better. I'm checking to see if I can put him back in prison. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like yeah, it seems like like opposite teams when like. If, if, if they could just be on the same team, like really actually care mm-hmm. about helping and like providing you with, here's a whole shitload of landlords that take felons. Do they do that? Uh, I don't know if there's a list for them, but you can find them on Craigslist and like, but then that's not even, they, you're even paying like, them. Right. Like you're a parole officer. You should be giving me all these resources. Yep. They, uh, yeah. They gave me a list of employers that, are felony friendly but dude that shit needs to be updated because there are so many places on there that that don't take felons yeah yeah and it's a lie a whole lie right i feel do you think that um finding a job is easier than it was finding a place to live 100 percent. a job was easier yeah and the person i i even rent from right now is a slumlord and i pay him with money orders and cash and um yeah and it probably costs you more no, it, no. it cost me like the same, but like, I want to move out of there super soon. And like, I even had to ask my friend whose house I'm trying to move into if I don't move in with my girlfriend, which I'm probably going to end up doing before I do that. I told him like, yeah, I was incarcerated and because of it, I got a felony. Is your landlord going to care? He's like, oh yeah, probably. But I guess we just won't tell him. So, like, you just won't be on a lease again, which is, which is what I'm doing. And then, now. yeah, and then you're getting yeah. fucked because you're not getting any renters, like, yeah, credit or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. That's fucked up. I yeah. wish they would change it because how I view it is not, like, like, it's almost, I don't know the word, but, like, I feel like when you go to prison, you're supposed to be, like, rehabilitated. But, like, all you really do is sit in a fucking cage and get ordered around by... People who are fucking power hungry. I mean, I don't know because I've never gone, but I can tell from stories that I heard from like my ex-boyfriend and I think even you that like some of the, what are they called? COs. COs are just like fucking dicks. Oh yeah. And they'll like, they're, they have that job because it's a power trip for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when oh, you were I there, bet. did you like, were there any quote unquote cool COs? Like, were there any nice COs at yeah, all? Yeah, there actually was like, I was like in a situation where my cellmate was drunk and he knew that like he like my cellmate's not hurting anybody. He's just drunk. So he like he made us take all our bins out and just like empty out the it's called hooch, right? Yeah. And just empty out all this shit. And then like this is when you do count during when you lock in for a little bit until you get out for lunch or mm-hmm. a meal or yep. go to rec. 
Yeah, and he was cool about it because he could have sent us both to the hole. Oh, yeah. We waited for hours, and then this dude would have went and stayed in the hole, and I would have just had to go back to my cell. And, yeah, but, yeah, there's some cool people like that because I don't know why, but, yeah. Well, it's like anything. There's good people in any situation and then bad people in any situation. Mm -hmm. So. And then do they, like, do they, like, consistently trade your cellmate out? Like, do you constantly swap out cellmates so you don't have the same one for a long time? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you get a job or there's schooling, too. So they, like, randomly move you around? Yeah, and they you usually try to pair you up with the race you are. So you don't fight. Yeah. Was there any, like, anything offered, like, for, like, mental health? In prison? Yeah. I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't know that much, like so I'm ther- asking. Like a therapist? Like, yeah, or just, like. I don't know about a therapist because I didn't, yeah, like, you can't go and, like, like, there, I don't know, for for that, there was like a there was like a, a mindfulness meditation class that I went to a couple times. That was pretty sick, but that was just like doing that um that body limb breath like awareness. Like, it's like a meditation. Yeah. yeah, there was that, but there wasn't like anybody you could talk to to be like, yeah, I'm feeling de- depressed, depressed and I want to kill myself. Like, so they no one's there the for your mental health. Yeah, they would just put you in the hole and like, which makes it worse. Yeah, and then like in the hole. Like, you don't even get clothes. They put you, you in can't, body Because you can't, they want to hang yourself, yeah. yeah. It's cold as shit. And dark. Dark as fuck. Yeah, no lights, and there's just a camera on you, and you don't ever get to get out. And you just, fuck, yeah, I'm you get a crazy. bag lunch. Like, no we think utensil. quarantine is bad. Shit, right. we got Netflix. I know, when we were, when <laughs> I was thinking about this right? earlier. Yeah, we're yeah, in quarantine. shit ain't that bad. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, like now even the moments that I've like felt bad for myself, I feel like such a dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't do something like my or life. I just yeah. even think about like really, really poor people in like third world countries where they're like, I live in a hut, bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like right. yeah. Like you do this every day and you got to walk like eight miles to get water and shit. Right. I got running water and like a toilet in my house that flushes. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi. And I can still leave, but... You know, like you can't, I can't go to the movies or like a restaurant. Right. It's not that bad. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess I'm blessed that I don't fuck with any of that shit. Like movies and technology. I just go to the river. But if they're about to close that shit down, you know, uh, I'm still going to go. They can't close down care. nature. Yeah, I don't care. They close I'm, down the parks, but that's like. Like the playgrounds, the little dirty kids. We don't need those open right now. And I think too, like actual park parks. You know, like open field parks, whatever the fuck. Well, like hiking trails are part of parks, though. Yeah, but you could still go outside and walk, so you could just like walk by the river. I don't think they can stop you from that. Who knows though? But I, I was thinking about when you were talking about um how when you get in there and you do a bunch of reflecting and you're like I'm a piece of shit and you shame yourself and stuff. Yeah. Did you meet anybody in there that you felt? like didn't have that conscious level oh my god 95 percent of of people people. are just like empty they're no they just don't give a fuck like you can tell that they're just gonna like heartless they're just gonna come back yeah they're just gonna it's like they're just gonna keep on continuing with that continue with that vicious cycle and yeah it's like when i was there like people thought that like I was like white or whatever because I'm with the natives, right? But I talk 
kind of proper and I hate that. Yeah, I right. I hate that people say like you talk white. It's like bitch, this is like I'm just talking like formally. White yeah. white people are not formal. They're not the label for formality or I don't even know if formality is a fucking word. <laughs> but yeah, people would think that like because I talk proper and like um, like they want you to talk broken English yeah. to be like fit in with us. Yeah, or like yeah, like they would like think I'm like better than them or like smart and like when I talk about like you know finding my spirituality and They'd like, be like actually gay. trying to like fucking like have a career out of this and like you can just tell the motherfuckers that are just gonna keep on coming back like to these institutions and like they don't want to change because they're hard headed and like this shit isn't enough until like. What happens when you're in here for 10 years? And yeah. You have and you're like 60. What made it yeah. different for you? Like, when, was there a moment where you're like, I'm done? Like, I'm changing or? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, so when I got locked up, I turned myself in and I thought I was going to get uh, the first violation is 30 days, do 20. And instead. So this is after you went the first time, right? Yeah. The second time, I had time over my head, so I turned myself in for a violation. And, um, yeah, I thought I was going to get 30 days, do 20, and instead I got 32 months because they executed my probation. So, yeah, I ended up staying all that time, and I finally realized it when I was... You first go to St. Cloud until they determine your prison points, like how many felonies you've had throughout your time being a fucking criminal, um, what your case is, how many fights you've got into like while you're in jail. They just like count you up yeah. to determine like how long you should stay. Right. And after that, they, they fucking send you out to whatever prison. Like if it's like medium custody, closed custody, or like super maximum where like when you're outside, you're literally just in a cage. Like you can't even walk around freely. Yeah. But yeah, I went to closed custody, and when I was finally there, like I'm like, damn, this is like the infamous Stillwater Prison in Minnesota, and somehow, some way, in all these fucked up years, I found myself here, and I have 30 months to do in this bitch. God damn, how did I get this far? Like I just let everybody down, and I probably look like a big asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I probably look like the biggest asshole, like a real life fucking dumbass because. Yeah, I just like was so hard-headed and didn't want to change. But yeah, when I when I was there and I was like, yeah, this is literally the time that I have to like do something with this like prison term because if I don't, I'm just going to end up keep on I'm just going to keep on coming back to these institutions and it's going to be a never-ending cycle and that's how a lot of people that go through the system are. And you realized that right away or before you went for the 30 months? Uh, I realized that like when I was at Stillwater, so I was like, "Wow, this is where right people." Like after you got booked, yeah, you were like, like, "This is oh. where people." Oh, do after life. Saint Cloud, okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, like motherfucker, I like I met somebody who's doing natural life, so he's there until he dies, and he's gonna get buried at that cemetery. And like, there's a cemetery, and then when yeah, yeah there's a cemetery wow. there. Yep. If your if your family doesn't claim your body, you get buried there. And when you're around people that are in there for life, yeah. and then you were literally like, "I have thirty months," I bet that was yeah. like. I still have a whole life. Yeah, it is scary, but like it that's I guess that's the scary that would be the scary part, but the scary part is like they say it's it's whatever, it is what it is. It's like damn, dude. But they almost have to come to peace with right, that or if yeah. I mean cuz you're still alive yeah. for however long, so it's like 
I think the scary part would be like, you're serving life here, so what's going to stop you from doing some crazy ass exactly. shit while you're in here? Like, you, you could easily kill me and not give a fuck. Right, that, I didn't even right. think about it like that. Because they do that. Most yeah. Do that. They'd yeah, be like, that's what happened. Bitch, I don't care. I'm the, here forever. I'll kill you. to the CEO uh, a little bit ago. What was it? Two oh, years ago? Oh, the one ago? who died? Yeah, he got killed by that dude. Who was already serving life and he was Yeah, because they don't give no fuck. Yeah. Because they're like, like, bitch, I'm not getting lose, out. Right? Yeah. Got nothing to lose. Um, so when you got there and you like had that moment of realization, like, fuck, I got 30 months. What like what can you kind of like go into like your cycles of your mindset? Like, obviously, you probably went like, fuck, I'm so stupid. How can I do this? And then you probably were like, all right, I got to shift it out and, like, figure out how to make myself productive in here. And then you probably went sloped into some depression. Like, what was that like? Oh, yeah. Well, just, like, the like the surrounding, like... Like, adapting yeah, to being a prisoner. adapting to your surroundings is super hard because you're, like, always on edge. And, like, there's always... There's a fight... There's fights every day, so there's just a bunch of fucking German shepherds barking all the time, people yelling, it's so noisy, fucking smells like shit, and it's just like one long fucking hallway, that's like what where I was at, like that's where everybody is, is one long hallway with a bunch of tables, and yeah, when I was like down there on flags, what you call your recreation time, where you work out and make your phone calls and make your food or get a haircut, yeah, I uh... I went and looked at the bulletin and saw that they had like VT welding and VT uh, cabinetry uh, wood making. What is VT? VT is vocational training. Okay. So you get like a certificate that you can use when you get out. Yeah, it was through Century College. Okay. Yeah, and they they had some other like college courses you could take too. And they were like three college courses each. And they were through Century College too. And then... When I was at St. Cloud, they were through St. Cloud University. Okay. So you were like, I'm going to do vocational training? Yeah. To yeah. like distract yourself? Yeah. Or? Well, it's like you first got to get a job in there through like some bullshit shop, like making fucking uh, like racks that you put huge spools of like electrical cord for like 3M. And it's just literally the rack. You don't have the spool. You just make the rack. And like the welders make the rack. And you just like paint it or just like stock it and pack it. So you have to do that first and then you got to apply for a job through that VT welding and then that's how you can get the job through welding. So yeah, I just went and applied for those one of those jobs and I got one of those jobs and I finally got a single cell and then I worked that job for a little bit and then I tried to get into VT welding but I didn't and I ended up getting in a fight and then when I got out... I try to get into it again, and I did. You did? Yeah. Okay. And then that just helped you, like, kind of have, like, a routine that was, like, normal. Yeah. Like, I'm going to work, and then... Right. Like, come, was it, like, eight-hour days and, yeah, like, a nine-to-five type shit? Like, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, it's, like, seven to three thirty, and, uh, 25 cents an hour, man. Sure makes you feel like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucked up, because, you know, they take half of that. Right, and then you're giving your money right back to them because you're using your their money. Facility. Yeah, you're using your yeah. money to buy their food from them and buy their phone time from them. So it's like, Jesus, man, like this is fucking modern slavery right here. It literally is. Yeah. 
It is. And then also the companies that you work for, like you said, you worked for 3M. 3M they're yep. profiting off of you like a shit. That's actually right. really fucked up. Yeah. It's the What's the other one? It's uh, it's industrial some type of, prison complex. You know the huge balloons? It's like, it's not called pentagram. I don't know why my, my mind went there. It's something a gram, but they make those huge like aluminum metallic balloons. There's a job where you just fold those all day and like them bitches, you know, are for like not, parties not and shit. Paid working. Yeah. Like they don't have to pay their workers essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll pay all of you guys how much they'd pay one person. Right. That's fucked up. And I think that's a whole nother topic is like the industrial prison complex where there's like so many companies that profit off of prisoners and it's literally modern day slavery. Right. And the companies are okay with that. They're probably, they're really happy probably There's about lots of that. Companies like that 3M is probably happy as fuck. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They don't That's have to fucked pay up. people. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> That's, I think, oh God, now I'm fucked. It's a, yeah, it's so fucked up. Like, uh, before this COVID scare, so I'd say about a month and a half, me and my foreman were up on the cap of the building. That's just, I mean, that just means the top. And uh, we were unloading some stuff, and I look over, and I literally see one of those blue 3M fucking spool racks. And I was like, and my form, yeah, my form has been to prison too, right? So oh, he okay. knows. And I was like, oh my dude, God. I used to make those in fucking Stillwater prison, and I used to like paint them. He was like, hell no, that is one, huh? And I was like, yeah. Jesus, dude, that's so weird to see something from like. In, in there. prison. Out. How did you out. feel, like, in your body and in your mind when you, was like, it did you, like... It was, like, goosebumps. I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder how much they fucking paid for that out here and how much that cost them. Right. Like, and how yeah. much profit they got out <laughs> Right. That's insane. That's so fucked. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's horrible what the fuck they're doing. You're not getting paid. But, like, would it have been worse to just not work? Yes, yeah. hell yeah! <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, if you don't, they, work, you I don't really agree with what they're doing yeah. at all. But like, when you think about it, I'm like, I would rather get paid not to work than. Well, you think about it, but they shouldn't like, be doing that. They they should, if if they're not gonna give you the money while you're in there, they should be paying you the correct amount, like as if you were out here, and then like maybe putting it in a fund for you for when you get out. So that you have cushions to come out and be like, I have a shitload of money from working every day. Yeah, even if it wasn't like a, a high wage, you know, like if it was like tw- like, like something even minimum wage, yeah, like something legal. I don't right. get how if that was a system. They don't want to do that because they want they probably want people to keep coming back. And this that's is the, that. that's what it is. Like they want if you to keep there going was back. like a fund, like then like for all the sl- like the shitty living, like the slumlords, you'd have extra little cushion to give them to be like, yeah, I'll give you like, a bigger deposit yeah. if you let me live here, bro. I know it sounds like so easy, but then it's like. If it was so easy, why the fuck aren't we doing it? Why right. aren't they doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the mo- the most I got up to was seventy five cents an hour, and then and then but you weren't getting all of that, yeah. Yeah, yep. they take it. Yeah, and yeah, and if you have a is it like a tax system or what? Like, why do they take it? Uh, they take because uh, they want to. Well, just like dicks, if you owe restitution or fines or court oh, fines, yeah. they take oh. it for that. But then just automatically they take ten percent, like a tax. Yep. Yeah. And like you're living here is a. So my, uh, my, like my, the money that I get like every Christmas or on my birthday from my tribe, they send it as like a check and like, you can't touch that because that's like 
a sovereignty nation, right? right? So it's like basically taking money from like a federally recognized tribe. Right. And they taxed that shit when they brought it in. Yeah, it was a it was a check that got sent to me and they cashed it. The prison did? Yeah, and they gave me the money and, and they, they t- took some of it. Yeah. But like legally Could- they're not allowed to do that. Yeah, couldn't yeah. you sue them? I, I don't know. I never looked into that, but yeah, I looked Probably and I was like... Probably lose because they're just a giant... They, yeah, they have way more money, so they would... Yeah, I looked at my receipt and I was like, what? How do you take that from me? Yeah, like, how did you guys even cash that? Like, you guys what just got fuck? sent a check and it was in my name, so you guys just cashed it to yourself and then just taxed me on like, it. Like, no... Yeah, in real life, you you don't do that. You can't do that. So they shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. So Without they, you even signing the check? Yeah. That's yep, not yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. That's I'd not right. Sign, yep, I'd never even signed it, too. I just got a receipt. Yep, and that happened twice a year. Wow. Whack. And even when <laughs> yep. people, because I remember I used to send my boyfriend money when he was locked up. When they, when people send you money, they take money from it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just take it. I bet, like, oh, they take sometimes. Like, and then oh. your phone calls cost a fucking grip. Like right? for how long you get to talk for ten minutes, yeah. and it costs like I don't even remember now, but I know it was like ridiculous for one phone call for ten minutes because they they base it off the time. So like if you talk the whole ten minutes, it's like what like five dollars or like three dollars or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that's like a month. Like, which work? was like unless you get go- like the plug on the phone calls. Yeah, or like you got to get yeah. There's like some there's like, like cheat codes for JPay and yeah, shit. Oh codes. damn! Like, you, have to, you have to like download this app. Get this Google number, have it like uh, dual, like I don't know what you say, forwarded to your phone, and then yeah, so like you, you had would, a fake number, yeah, just fake for the call area code, yeah, and it would be like thirty seven cents a call, a call or something, yeah. and they did that for and like that's a lot of work, for yeah, letters. but it's like a cheat, it's like a loophole, yeah, it's like they did, they had, they, there was like a cheat code for for sending letters too, for JPay, I remember that. Somebody told me they were like, if you sign up and you put your name as this, it was like Donna something. Then like every letter you send is like ten cents instead of like a dollar fifty or something. What? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it was fucking weird. But um, yeah. So they make money off of all that shit. Oh yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make money off of visits. <laughs> oh my god, dude! If they could, they, they would. I'm surprised would. that they haven't thought of that. Right. I should not put. This yeah, we should. Add <laughs> oh my god! Like ten dollars a visit. Bitch. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Well, yeah. Holy shit. Well, well yeah, they do the picture. No, the pictures, but yeah, you could just be so like, I fuck didn't the picture. Think of that. Yeah. That's fucked. Damn, I guess I never even thought about that. So how did you, because I know this happens to like a shitload of people who go to prison and when everybody from the outside world doesn't talk to you, how do you, how did you get through that? Because like, I feel like a lot of people go in and they're like, my homies will keep in touch with me. You know, like they have this expectation that like they'll talk to you. Doesn't happen. I think he's just got to like come to terms with, you know, everybody has a life outside of your guys's relationship and friendship and. Like, life gets fucking busy and hectic, and, you know, who the fuck just takes the time to write a letter? Like, at first, I was kind of pissed, like, damn, this motherfucker never wrote me back. God damn it, she broke up with me, like, through my friend. She couldn't even write me a letter. I (laughs) I guess that's kind of harsh, but not really, because, you know, you put yourself in that situation. And I guess it is kind of people showing their true colors, but not really because because the accountability is on you yeah yeah like you put yourself in prison so yeah you can't really blame somebody else for not keeping in contact with you but i mean it has to hurt 
Yeah, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll I'll give you one. I'll give you one. And it's I only hit him up when I was, like, on the like three month, uh, like the three month mark of where I was getting out. And I like you had three months left. Yeah, I I won't say his name, but his nickname is Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him up. Yeah, and I just told him that I was like getting out super soon, and yeah, he actually like answered my phone calls and shit from there on, but. Yeah, I know how it gets, and I was like, I was like too scared to hit him up because, like, I brought so much, so much problems and so much shame to myself that I wouldn't want to have anybody else to worry about that, and like, I didn't want them to think that I wanted them to stay in contact with me, and like, you felt like a you didn't like expect pictures, it, like a burden. You right? felt like a burden, yeah. Yeah, I definitely wrote you. I'm not sending you pictures too, <laughs> right? Of the giraffe. What? You sent me a picture of you in a giraffe. Because <laughs> you were like, I don't care. Send me pictures of anything. And I was oh, like, all right, dude, but. you know what? All right. So I asked Grace to send me pictures, right? And she sent me pictures, pictures of, of myself. <laughs> did Only I really? pictures of myself, dude. Why you know did I do I that? I remember like, that. I thought that, I, I, thought that, that. I, might, I didn't send any other photos. No, it was literally just he of me. He told me that. He was oh, like, God. I don't want pictures of me. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, I don't know why oh, I did man, that. that was so funny. I thought I sent you like a picture of like some like or maybe no, maybe that wasn't it. I thought that I sent you a picture of like Ronnie's back tattoo. Oh yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you did send me a picture of that. <laughs> Ronnie, I don't know why the fuck <laughs> I did that. Here. Yeah, I don't. I don't Look know. Look a tattoo. But yeah, that was so funny. Just opening up that that envelope and just looking just at all these pictures, pictures of like, yourself. That's really are, embarrassing. Like, what, what has she been up to lately? Just looking at all these old pictures of me, like. Dude, I live did you this. not get it? Like, I, I, know I need what entertainment. I like. <laughs> right. Well, uh, that no, was my first time. That was my first time sending a prisoner letter. Yeah, so I learned. I still have your letters. Oh, the one I drew with you of me like hanging off the whale or something? Yeah, there were some cute ones in there. So how did it feel like, I don't know how many times you had visitors or anything, but like, was it almost was it better or worse to have a visitor to like go out and kind of like have, I feel like it would be a tease to like talk to your taste. family or your friend and right. then you just have to go back into the fucking jail. Like, uh, what was that like? My visitors were just my mom and... It was just the, I seen them once when I visited my boyfriend. I, I don't remember if my older sister... Yeah, I no, remember my like little sister coming a couple times, but it was usually just my mom. I think my dad came like twice a year or something, but my mom would try to come like every month, like because I was so close. Like I was only like a half away, like a half hour away from where she lived that she tried to come once a month. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I can, it's like both. Like it's kind of cool seeing them and like giving them a hug and taking a picture with them and shit and like talking about you know, life, but at the same time when, like, they give you your, like, five or six minutes, it's mm. just like, oh, you got five or six minutes, like, all right, shit, Damn. how can we fit in as much shit. conversation? Yeah. Or do we just stay silent, mm -hmm. like, in a comfortable silence then, right now because, you know, I have to go back and be a fucking... Prisoner. <laughs> yep, yeah. Was it, like, a bunch of intense emotions at once? Yeah, definitely, yep. How, yeah. how do you process that? Um, or have you still not processed it even now? Because I feel like you could easily bury it and then you're just like, fuck it. I ain't even going to address that again. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I probably buried it somewhere super low because 
like when you finally like say goodbye to them, you see those doors open, they go in, they gotta mm-hmm. like talk to the fucking receptionist or whatever, and then like the doors close, you see like you literally get to watch them like Leave. walk out the door, and you're just like, damn, I'm that close to just being with them. It's just these two doors, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't really processed that shit, but. I definitely have a lot of PTSD from, like, being in prison and stuff. Like, always riding the high because I didn't get to do that for, like, three years. And that's, like, why I always got to check myself and why my girlfriend always has to check me. Because I'm always just trying to have the most fun possible. Because you feel like you missed out. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Like, I don't, like, I'm a little more chill than how I used to be. But, like, I, like... Kennedy thinks I'm like a fucking Kennedy's my girlfriend. Like I'm a squirrel. Like cause my mind's always like here, 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 here. I always have to go, 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 go. Because like I'm always trying to have the most fun. Like I wanna go to the river. I wanna go paint. I wanna go meet up with this person. Then I wanna go skate. Then I wanna go paint again. All in one hour. Yeah. (laughs) But like Loki, I feel like you were like that before. Right. Before like in high school and stuff too. So maybe did it do you did it get like more intense? Yeah, definitely intensified it. Yeah. Cause I'm just trying to like do the most because I wasn't able to do it and like not have to worry about anything happening because I'm off of like when I, when I got off of parole, yeah, I was literally like, I'm doing everything, doing everything, oh. like drinking, doing all the drugs, like hanging out not with every. I'm like clapping because it's like good. It's like, so like after what we've like been talking about to hear him say, like I'm off of parole, like. I didn't know, like, because I haven't talked to you. Like, I didn't think you were still on parole, but I also didn't really th- think about it that much. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think that's... But I think that's part of the trauma yeah. that, like, made you feel like, all right, I'm free, free. So, now I have to just do everything yeah. and get fucked up. How long ago is that? Um, I got off of parole August of 2018. Oh, damn. So a little more than a year. Yeah. Almost two years ago. You know what, though? I'm not going to lie, though. Since then, I've only smoked weed probably five times and i've realized that it is not for me anymore dude i don't understand how like people be like taking dabs and like smoking blunts and all day long all day long (laughs) like i used to do that shit when i was in high school now i take a weed and i'm about to go to the hospital because you're anxious yeah but do you think that anxiety (laughs) is from being in prison yeah yeah i think it is yep yeah it's being paranoid because you know what when i was when i was in the joint i smoked some weed and it just was the worst yeah i can imagine yeah like being in there and being like, "Fuck, I'm in prison." Yeah, like this guy next to me. Yeah, you somebody. don't know if it's real, maybe. <laughs> right. I would be terrified in there. Like, how did you? I mean, I'm terrified going on walks when I'm high sometimes. I'm right. Scared. Exactly. I don't know if I'm supposed to say hi to people or not. But even just getting out of prison, your anxious, your anxiety is like. Yeah, you don't sleep the two days before you get out, like of the workhouse, of prison. Like when you know you're about to get out. Yeah, I didn't sleep for like. The two days and prior. after when you got out did oh you my sleep? god no i wasn't sleeping at all either do you think like where do you think the anxiety because i that happened to my my ex-boyfriend too was like he got out and he was not sleeping and he kept looking out the window and was like super paranoid i was like bro you need to chill and he was like no nah, i can't but like where does that come from like where if you could pinpoint it is it because you feel like you're going to do something bad or like somebody's going to catch you or is it because people are constantly watching you in prison? Like where does that, where do you think that comes from? 
Yeah, I think it's probably the latter of always being watched and always being told what to do. Like, and you have to look out for yourself in prison because anybody can just like stab you or some right, shit, right? Yeah, like you're all you always have to be on high alert. So I think it's just a little bit of that momentum carried out into real life when you get out. So you're just always anxious, like because you're always just like you're on such high alert, you know. But out in the real world, it's the still it's like still the same, but like instead of people's voices and people's fighting and dogs barking, it's that like plus sirens plus. The fear of you, like, I don't want to be around anybody who has a gun. I can't be in a house where somebody Oh, has... like, you just feel like you're going to get caught in the wrong place at yeah, the wrong time. Yep, yeah. That's, like, I remember yeah, feeling paranoid terrifying. because, like, my mom and stepdad drank, and I wasn't supposed to have that happen, but they were just like, we'll just keep a separate recycling And you're like, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get caught. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my when god. Oh, that, that must have been horrible. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, you feel helpless. Like, right. someone else is going to get me back here. Fuck, that would be so crazy. I would feel like shit all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When did that subside? Like when you finally got to live by yourself? Or when parole was over? Or when? Um, I think that it was probably when I moved out of my mom and stepdad's house. Because after that I went to uh, a halfway house. Because I was in St. Paul. Yeah, I think I was... Yeah, I was, I was on parole for St. Paul, but they wanted me to be in Hennepin County. So they put me in a halfway house in Hennepin County. And as soon as I got done with treatment and like, I was like doing good with like, I was going to like summit, like going to vocational training and like working and passing like all my UAs. And then I eventually got into treatment. They like said like, you don't have to be at the halfway house anymore. You can live on your own. Or live with a friend. They're just at, you're at their address has to be accepted though, and like, so of you course, just felt like like safer then. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's and it. you had like more. Did you have? Or I guess this is a question. Did you feel like you had more control over where you were living? I mean, I yeah. feel like a safe a halfway house would be like I'm in a halfway house. Like right. you can't get me in trouble. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. It's like a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So like, how would you get in trouble unless you physically brought alcohol in or drugs in? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah Cause if like somebody else fucked up, it would be on be them. In trouble. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like your PO literally comes there whenever he wants or, and he'll like talk to the, I don't know what you would call them, like a night shift supervisor or like a day shift supervisor. Like the counselors and shit that work there, they literally go there and like will check in and like ask if you've been there today. Yeah. Ask like if they saw you come back from work or come back from school and shit. And, and that was okay because you had control over that, so yeah, you felt better. Right. Okay, that makes sense. It was like it was like more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout that transition, like the halfway house and just like getting out, was there did was anybody in like the system or even the halfway house or counselors or whatever, like. Did they feel like you had, did you feel like you had support or like somebody, did anyone offer you any tools that were helpful or even just like transitioning back into real life, like through the halfway house and stuff? That's a lot of questions at once. Sorry. Um, I guess yes and no. Um, I just really went on a limb and just like said, fuck it. I just need to get my shit together because this fucking PO hasn't helped me with yeah. anything. He like put me at like. So he was just trash. Yeah. I don't know if it was just him or what, but yeah, the resources he gave me were fucking trash. And yeah, he basically, yeah, he's the one who told me about all the, you know, if you have a felony, you are not 
Like it's gonna be really hard for you to get housing. And you're like, they so it's just discouraging. Right. Yeah, and he's like, well, you could check out. I'm like, oh my god, dude. There's no resources. Help me. Then. Like, yeah, like help me. <laughs> right. Fuck. Yeah. What do you? Now that you live that, what do you think would be an actual constructive system for people? Like, how do you think we should punish people who do something wrong? And how should the transition really be when they get out? I think that, yeah, for a part of your uh, your probation and parole once you're out of jail or prison... I think, yeah, maybe you should be supervised because you're fresh out of that environment and you need a little bit of structure to your life and you need, you obviously need help getting your back life together. But like once it's evident that you have control of your life and like if you've taken anger management classes, treatment classes, if you've seen a counselor, if you've gone through marriage counseling and uh, I don't think that like you should be punished because you made a mistake that you can't find housing. Maybe for some jobs and maybe for some crimes, yes, but like if that shit, like if you had a five year parole and you completed that without like any violations or any uh, new offenses, then why can't you get an apartment at the same place that everybody else has? If you have the same paying job as them, you have, you know, you've done the same schooling. Why shouldn't you be allowed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you should still be allowed to be alive. I feel like even, like, you go to prison, and prison is like a fucking wild zoo, essentially, right? True. And so you obviously were punished in that time frame because it sucks dick being there. Right. And not only does it suck, but, like, you are traumatized from it. So you have all these traumas getting out of it that you're still suffering from. Like even now you're traumatized, right? Yeah. So you are clearly punished for what you did. But then when you get out, it's almost like you get a slap in the face because they're like, well, bitch, now you don't deserve to live a normal life because you made that mistake. But like you did your time for that mistake. I honestly feel like when you get out of prison, there should be certain housings for people who went to prison that you just automatically get accepted to. And then it's like, okay, you live here. You can come in here. Like, here's your rent. And it's like reduced rent. You know, like something for like, like. Something that know. is realistic yeah, for like, a lot of people. You get out. You have reduced rent for this place that you automatically live in. And it's all, I mean, maybe it's a bad idea to have like a bunch of prison ex-cons living together. I don't think so, though. But like you get housing given to you automatically, but you still pay rent. It's not like it's free. And then there's actual jobs that are like your probation officer helps you get like, hey, we're going on a job interview today together. Like Mm -hmm. I'm taking you there because a lot of people don't have fucking like ways around either. Like if you the only place that you get approved of to live is in the fucking boonies. How the fuck are you going to get? Yeah, like there's no metro. You're not on the bus line like you're stuck. And then you're like, I can't even fend for myself. I'm going to fucking sell drugs now. And then it's like, oh. Back in that vicious cycle. Yeah. It's fucked up. I feel like it should be more constructive. Like it's I know. I feel like we're taught. I'm like, how could we, how can we do something? Now that we're talking about this, now I feel like guilty. I definitely I want to do something like that in my future. Yeah. Like have, like create that housing for people like that. Of course it would depend on your crime. Like, uh, sorry, I'm not going to accept pedophiles mm, in my shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then it's like. Any other crime besides, like, pedophilia and murder or, like, sexual assault, like, 
come on in. <laughs> yeah, no, like, or like the halfway right? house I was at, it was a uh, they accept everybody except for uh, criminals, sexual, which is like offenses. Yeah. yeah, like anything that has to do with sex. Yeah, right, and arson. But I think that arson is because of an, like an insurance policy or something. Yeah, because like they don't want somebody to just fucking burn up their house, their yeah. building. I feel like it's just not constructive at all how it is. And then even just the punishment of prison itself, I don't think that's constructive. Right. Like, obviously, you don't want to give somebody who committed a crime a luxury. Like, you don't want it to be like, hey, like, welcome to prison. It's like a spa life. Right. But then I think there's other countries that do have that. Like, they go to prison, but prison is like a getaway. And they come back out, and they're actually better. Like, there's therapy in there, like, intensive therapy for them, and they, they're, like, learning about why did you do what you did versus... Actual rehabilitation. Yeah, like, going to prison, you went in there, and you knew right away who was in there with, like, fucking lack of conscience. Mm-hmm. And why? Like, were their parents in prison? Did they grow up in fucking poverty? Why did they make the choices that they made? And instead, like, they get there, and you can't act soft in prison, Right. You'll get your fucking ass beat, right? Or you'll just get punked. Yeah, and that's like, oh, all my money goes to this guy, and right. I can't even have fucking hot Cheetos. I got a hold hooch for this guy. Yeah, otherwise you'll get your ass beat. So it's like... Right. And, and not all- by just one person either. Yeah, like... Because everybody's race, like, everybody's clicked up, or everybody is, like, with their race. Yeah. Or with their gang. It's... I think it's... There's so much toxic masculinity in prison. Oh, yeah. Every, everything is just, like... About being tough. Like you have and to not, be, you can't open up. It's or anything. just like brute, like what do you call it? like brute? Like what is it when you just use violence for everything instead of thinking it out? Like you just resort to violence. Everything always has to be violent. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's like toxic masculinity. Oh, no, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of it. That's part of it. There's levels to that shit, but there's that's part of it because it's just it. I think about it and I I honestly just get sad because you think about. How many people are in there? And you really, when you try to empathize with them, it's like, but why are they there? Like, they they didn't get taught how to, like, behave in real world. Or, like, they grew up watching people sell drugs, so they sold drugs. They came from nothing. But then, of course, there's privileged people there that are like, dude, I just sold weed and, like, I got in prison. And, like, I grew up fucking rich. But Mm -hmm. still, like, you go there and you not learning about why you did what you did and like talking it over with somebody and you're just in there like gotta stay bottled up gotta like keep to myself gotta be paranoid as fuck and then you get out and you're like how do i unwind from doing that for years or months or decades even like you can't even i can't even fathom that shit yeah and well if if those resources were available even if it helped like half the people, because not everyone's gonna be open to opening yeah, some up. people are. Gonna but even be. if it helped like, I don't know, a certain like percent of the people coming out, mm-hmm. you would benefit society. Society mm-hmm. would fucking benefit as a whole. But I think it all comes down to corporate greed. Yeah. They don't want you to be better because they're making a shitload of money. Off yeah, because of you. then th- who's gonna make shit for 3M? Yeah, right. who's gonna make shit That's for twenty five cents an hour? Yeah. It goes way deeper than that, too. Like, more than just 3M. There's so many fucking companies that benefit from that shit. I always wanted to, like, I saw these trauma programs, like, yoga programs to bring, like, yoga and, like, meditation into um, 
like you know prison mm-hmm. i mean obviously like i can i would only be able to work with women and i was going to do this course and like be able to and like start to like do something like that but then everything went to shit corona yeah oh, okay. that would be dope actually yeah. yeah because if there was yeah if there was resources like that for when you get out like the best one i went to was when i went to treatment i didn't go to a 12 step because i don't like that what's a 12 step like a 12 step like, AA yeah. treatment program okay. i went to one that was like getting to the root of why you abuse drugs and alcohol yeah and so like, was it more like mindfulness yeah it yeah. Was, yeah that's like, what people need yeah as soon as we get there it's just like, all right, we're going to be quiet for five minutes. Everybody close your eyes and we're going to do a body scan. We just sit there and breathe until we have to open up. And then that's what we close with, another like mindfulness meditation. And that's what I feel like helped a lot. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, if more people knew about this, like I had to find this shit by myself. You had to like was, dig and dig for it? Yeah, I had to, yeah, like I was lucky I was on my mom's insurance because I would have Otherwise, not been able nope. to afford this. Yeah, there's no rule 25 there and shit. That's so. Fuck. Right. And when I say like yo- bringing yoga in there, I'm actually, because yoga to me is like a lifestyle, but I'm actually talking about like that part of it, the meditation. Not just and, the pose. Yeah, and, when yeah. I, and I feel like that gets confused because it's like mm-hmm. so normal to me, but not to everyone else. Yeah. But yeah, well, the program is like the mindfulness and like the meditation meditation mm-hmm. part piece and i think that that would that would change a lot even if it oh, changed yeah. one person You're shifting even if, if i like could if i can if when things go back to whatever the new normal is and i can enter like go in that program again mm-hmm. if like I, I if i could help one person that would be dope out oh, of yeah. however like many because it would it would just be women eventually. i can't you can't i can't do it with men but i, I could do it with women that sucks. You need like a man yoga teacher. I know right. you do. Like the, the people who reached out to me were like, like wanted a man. They asked <laughs> yeah. me like, who can you recommend for a man? And then can you like, can you do it? And I was like, yes. I think you could do something like that on the outside though. Like after someone gets out of prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like you can't do it in a male prison for obvious reasons, but right. well, they won't let they, the, the, the yeah. Whatever. You know what? I kind of feel like there is, not something like like more along the lines of treatment because when I was looking up AA meetings in uh, Minneapolis, there was one that was Buddhism, like it was a Buddhism AA meeting, and I think that's like mindfulness meditation. But then it's bringing the twelve steps in. No, they don't no? do that. No, they don't use that. Yeah, and like the the last treatment I went to. Yeah, it was it was the same thing. It was mindfulness meditation. It was like for people who are like fresh out of prison, like uh, just lost their kid and need to like do this treatment for court. Oh, and it's um, gotta be so hard to have a kid and go to prison. Right. Yeah, but you know the thing about that, you know, if you want to do the traditional way and even to get in there, you gotta be native. So for what? To go to the treatment program I went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like so, native based. Yeah, I guess that's like another barrier i think the resources like the the 12 steps i think they need more like just like the buddhist like mindfulness rather than the 12 steps options because if i feel like the 12 steps like it can help a lot of people if you are addicted or whatever but like i feel like that limits people like because you a lot of the stuff like even like the mindfulness in the 12 steps or like because a lot of the 12 steps if you like i've done like a lot of the steps there's a lot of like you can get to inner work but it like limits people who aren't addicts and alcoholics because right. you're not going to want to go do that work if you're not. A yeah, fanatic. like you could do that work in like a Buddha, in like a mindfulness way or like inner work or whatever. 
I so like, they need ooh, stuff for people who shit's, don't shit's, have addiction problems. Yeah. They need options. They the 12 steps is, is, is not going to win. They no. need, like, fucking therapists for people who get... Like, they, that should be a part of your... Your prison term. Yeah, like, your prison term or, like, your, like, supervised release probation or parole term like is, you like... you have therapy. Like, you have a therapist. And that you don't have, have to fucking pay for. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's fucked. Because you already pay for your fucking probation officer who doesn't do shit for you. Right. <laughs> like... He's but I feel like even like, if they did do that, they would just put you on medicine. Well, yeah, <laughs> that out. is not what right. You could opt out. Like, of course, there will be some. That but then push people for it. aren't like if you don't know anything about like what mindfulness, what meditation, what like opening up could do for you, right. you're gonna you just ta- no, take yeah, you're not you're not gonna know. They should be therapists then instead of psycho uh, psychiatrists because psychiatrists. I feel are the like ones even what about support like support groups like. A, like not AA, but like just do like they have that? Groups. Do you know if they have that? Like they like prison after prison support therapy. Damn, you know like, what? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Would I you I've have only... done that? Do like you think that would have like benefited be you? If it was like a group of ex cons and you just go and it's like the person leading it is like a former prison person too, and then like you all just talk about like, like your traumas with prison and like how to get out and everybody like shares resources with each other. Is that something that you would have done if you found that? Yeah. Yeah. Probably to get a therapist or to get into a treatment program like I did. But yeah, I never got the resource. For and that your mindset you know, was so. already like, I'm right. I, I want to change. Right. Yeah. So you'd have to have the mindset of like wanting to change. Cause, but also I think I, and I can only speak from my experience too, is like, when I had the boyfriend that was in prison, all he talked about when he was in prison was like, I'm about to change. I'm going to come out like, fuck this. I'm never going back. And then like, as soon as he got out, he was doing fuck boy shit and right. then went back. And that is still there So then now. it's really, you know? so like, I mean, since I was with him, he's gone back like three times and is there now. Jesus. So I think like, that means he, he didn't get out and change. Yeah. But like, what, what do you think? Because I know that happens with a shitload of people. It's like when they're in prison, they're like, I'm about to change. Fuck all this shit. I'm not about to see y'all again. And they'll even like try to shit on people who are there multiple times, right? Right. Because oh, they're yeah. like, oh, bitch, you back. I thought you were going to change, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, um, Yeah, I guess I got two answers for that. I think one of them is, uh, I guess, like it's the most recent. Uh, the dude that I was chilling with and like, who was like my call it what you want big homie or whatever he was like the the leader of a gang in there and shit like if i ever had a problem or like i thought somebody had a problem with me he would bring it up because he was like the quote-unquote chief of the house but you know you don't use that he's just like he has the house he's a big homie yeah he's the big homie he was just like hey don't let don't come back or else i'm about to beat your ass and like that would really happen yeah oh yeah yeah and i'm just like all right but he's like yeah you, and was you don't he belong, your... you, you literally don't belong here Oh, like, oh, that's oh, good. Word. But another was he like a lifer or he is he he was there for twenty years. He's got another ten years. Oh. Yeah, he went. He got. He literally went there. Eighteen. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. Like his life is gonna be so different when he gets right. out. Like yeah. all this shit that changes in society. Mm-hmm. Even I feel like it's crazy. You were only there for three. Not only sorry, but like three years, right? So, what about when you got out and like? not only did technology advance but like seeing like geography like buildings 
be new and like, oh shit, that building's not there anymore. Or like, right, holy shit, yeah. what the fuck is this whole? Yeah, that know? was trip. That was pretty trippy. I remember like seeing all the workers work on the Stillwater Bridge and then finally being able to go over with, like, damn, that's a big ass fucking structure that just went up and like they were working on that the whole time I was there. Yeah. And to see it finally now go it's up. Done. And yeah, see all these fucking like different buildings. Yeah, different buildings and different spots and like new widths and shit. New trends that are out, like mumble rap is a fucking <laughs> thing. Everybody's literally <laughs> just posting whatever they want on in the Social internet. Media. And it's like people aren't phased by it. Like I saw like so much shit. I'm like, how is this on the internet? And people are liking it. Like that dude who was on Facebook Live and like killed his wife. He was like just driving in his car talking about it and then he's like when he killed oh, some man. more people like what I didn't how was this so normal like yeah i was like super fucking mind fucked by that Ugh. i could see that that would be a total right. mind fuck yeah when you got so when you got there when you got to prison what did you do like i know obviously you can't do shit like you're just locked in your cell but like I know it's super race-based in there. So, like, yeah. did you just automatically, like, float over to the natives and you're like, what's up? Or, like, how do you get, like, you had a big homie. So, like, yeah. how did you get your big homie? Was he native? So, yeah, yeah, he's native. And, uh... Is it, like, automatically segregated as soon as yeah, you get in there? Yeah, like, they came up to me when I first went to St. Cloud and then when I got to Stillwater, they came with they came up to me, too. And it was a native dude and a Mexican dude. And they were like... You about to ride with the natives or are you Mexican? And I was like, I'm both. Or he's like, Well, what you gonna ride with? I was like, I'm gonna ride with the natives. He's like, All right. And then uh, he was like, Yeah, just come sit with us at lunch and shit. We'll show you where it's at. And then like a week or two later, they were like, All right, so like we looked your name up. We got your paperwork and shit. We know you don't got no fucked up case. We know how long you're here for. We know what you're here for. And like, if you're trying to be with us and shit, like you gotta put in some work or else. You're gonna be. You're gonna do your time by yourself, and like, and that's anybody, like a no no. Like yeah, you like don't want to do your time by yourself. Well, like or if anybody fucks with you, and if like anybody jumps, you don't you, have they're any... just gonna watch you get jumped. Oh. And like if anybody like, yeah. So I was like, all right, all right. I guess I'm down then. And then like another couple weeks later, so like, all right. So your came, your name came up, and uh, you need to go put in some work real quick. It's like, all right. So they're like, right now. And I was like, yeah, right now. Tie your shoes up and put some envelopes in your pocket. Because you're about to go to the hole. And, uh, yeah, there was this dude on flag and fucking, they were just like, go flag him. Just like, go beat his ass while he's on the phone. Just like, all right. They're like, don't worry. We're not going to let you get beat up. So I literally tapped on his shoulder while he was on the phone. And once he looked at me, I just fucking started taking off on him. And fucking, like, he got up and we started fighting. And, like, two more dudes jumped in me. And we just jumped the fuck out of this dude. And then, like, you hear the dogs and shit. And we all get maced. And, yeah. That's why I went to the hole. But then what after was that, the it was reason? Cool. Oh, because he had a fucked up sex case. He was taking advantage of older, like elderly people. Yeah, and it what, was terrible. Wow. And I just have to ask, what besides his case was he like native? Or? Yeah, he was native. Yeah. Okay, so all, it, yeah, that's how it always goes. Like if there's somebody like that, like it's always their race, race that their race. beats up their race. Yep. Yeah. So like you wouldn't beat up somebody who was white that had a fucked up case. No, because then I'm stealing from the whites. So then you'd start like a rival between the whites yeah. and the natives. Yep. But is there not 
like constant rivals between all the races. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. So and then the leaders have to go and talk it out and shit and wow. And it's it, like yeah, a whole society. There was one that was like it was like like a couple months before I was gonna leave, and it was like you can literally see everybody like that's in prison that has a job because you can be out. They're out on a wreck, and everybody's just like with their own race, and like the two leaders are talking it out and shit. And I don't even know what happened, but like the end of it was everybody had to go in a cell with everybody at some time. Like there would be like a lookout, and like the CEOs are like all on like they're all lined up against the wall. Like they already have like the dog. They gave like this lady CEO like the keys and like made her like dip out of the fucking wreck area and like just go out there because. She was scared of some shit's about to happen. You can tell that she's a rookie and she doesn't know how to deal with mm-hmm. it. But yeah, they ended up like talking it out and everybody just like dispersed and shit. But like the end result was that like if you're native, you gotta go and if like if you're native Mexican or Asian, because those are the three that clicked up, and like some white people, you had to go in a cell with a black person. Like if wow. you're a part of the situation that happened, because instead of making a whole fucking riot where some shit happened, you can just like sit. Like, single it down to, like, the people who, like, are involved with it and, like, their people that they chill with and your people that they chill with. So, they ended up just having, when like, you say instead they, of everybody, you like, mean the leaders. like the CEOs or no, the leaders not, of the races? Yeah, the leaders of the races. The leaders were of the like, house. you're going in with a black person. Yeah, yeah. To make it, like, balanced? Yep, yeah. Okay, I got it. I was like, what? And they could decide that? Yeah. How did they? How, how did they? I think they just like probably figured it's better that everybody tries at least to not get caught than all of us literally go to the fucking, In a fucking okay. war. A yeah, and then everybody prison gets tear gas. I don't even know what would like happen. How in a have, fucking like, I always thought about that too. Was like, it's weird that like you all click up in there and like the races keep to themselves because like if you didn't do that. You could literally like overtake the whole fucking prison. Right. Like they couldn't stop you. There's yeah. no way. So like I always thought that was interesting that like you kind of play a mind fuck on yourself because you just all click up when really if you all got, came together, they'd be like, "We out this bitch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's everybody's crazy. Way too ignorant for that shit though. That's so weird. It's all prison politics. Like, like even like just hearing about some of those politics and just like, <sighs> dude, this is nothing. This isn't even a this problem. This is so dumb. <laughs> How are you guys arguing about this? Yeah. How is this an issue? But did you ever have? Did you have trauma coming out of that? Coming out of prison? Like, did you ever catch yourself in prison politics outside of prison and be like, "Wait, what the fuck am I doing?" No, because I never got settled with that fucking politics shit. Like, I was never. Like, you're always just like, I'm observing this. Yeah, of I was like, always just like a fucking chill, hang around dude. But like, and they treated you that way. Yeah. Like, they were like, he ain't trying to get into no shit. So right, like, like we'll I definitely just, didn't We'll jam. just have his back. I didn't join a gang or anything, and I definitely wasn't trying to join a gang, but it's just, like, I was with the natives and shit, so if I saw somebody, like... Who was if, native getting fucked up? Yeah, have to then help. I'm definitely going to run up and shit. And yeah, because like, otherwise you'd get them. kicked out? Or right, like, yeah, okay. and I'll probably get jumped or a lot. Of people, <laughs> I'll get no jump like lot. over and over, like yeah. many days. Yeah, like no. if you didn't have their back, they're gonna right. Yeah, that's crazy. D- did anybody ever try to like sabotage you? Like knew that you were getting out, so they were like, no. And but I was does actually kind of yeah, maybe, but I th- yeah, I don't know. I was kind of scared about that. Like, damn, do, like do I tell these people I got a month left? And like, do they if they ask how long? No, hey, hey brother, what you got left? Like. 
28 Three weeks. days. <laughs> right? Like, uh. Because they oh, can but, fuck you up. Or, yeah, but it's like, just like. Like, they fight with you when you get extended or what? Yeah, they could, yeah. and Or, or they can plant something on you. like. Yeah, or it's just like, damn, I don't want to tell this dude he has like 15 more years and make him I have feel bad. 15 more days. Yeah. Then yeah. it just gets like really awkward. Though. Right. It's really <laughs> awkward. Yeah. For sure. That's crazy. Fuck. So, is there anything that, like, if somebody just so happens to be listening to this that has gone through these motions with you, is there any advice that you'd give them? Or people who are kind of like riding the line of like, if you keep doing what the fuck you're doing, you about to go to prison. Both of those things. If anybody's done time that's kind of going in bad cycles again, what would you tell them? I would tell them to definitely seek help because, you know, you may be lonely in prison and you may be alone and you are alone. And uh, it's never too late to turn your life around. It's never too late to start reading and, like, trying to help yourself and change yourself. And, like, literally look within yourself and try to better the person you are because like going through those cycles and going through the motions of fucking recidivism and like going through the institution, all the bullshit POs, all the bullshit classes you got to do. Some of that isn't bullshit. And some of that is literally like just your fucking fault. And you have to correct your own faults. You can't build something new if you don't like examine the old building that was there and destroy it and build it from the ground up have accountability yeah Damn. take responsibility yeah he did and what think he did for yourself and what about somebody who is really struggling to like stay out of prison who's never been to prison but is like living a life On that's gonna get them there oh, same thing yeah i guess the same thing it's just if i guess it's different when you got kids and you got dependents yeah. and yeah, it's Would I you don't suggest know. that they started with like therapy? Yeah, or But they or, not everyone can afford therapy. That's true. Yeah. So I feel like therapy. that's really hard. I would go to yeah, I don't know. I would go I would go to school cuz that keeps you focused and that keeps you healthy and that keeps your brain sharp. And I would and just stay busy and like exercise, finding a hobby, going on walks by yourself. Whatever the fuck, but if you're really deep in that lifestyle and you really want to give it up, like you'll do it. You'll yeah, you can do it. do it. You can do it. You can mm-hmm. do it. And one other question I have, I don't know about you, Grace, but um, what do you think needs to change about the prison system? Everything. The whole rehabilitation process. There definitely needs to be more resources and more like a broader spectrum of resources for like treatment, anger management. They have those like every, I think everybody does like critical thinking and shit. Um, But yeah, like anger management and shit, that's only available. I think if you're at the prison that has the treatment already there, or once you already get out and you're mandated to go to treatment and then anger management, but that's it should what just you get be out. included. Yeah, it just should definitely be included because yeah. like, you don't go because you're a fucking happy-go-lucky person. It should right. be like part of the parole. Yeah. Since mm-hmm. you're paying for and it. And parole should be more constructive, I think. Yeah, for sure. That's just me. <laughs> no, it definitely should. Yeah. Grace, you got anything? 
No, no, I'm just shook. I'm like, fuck, I need to be doing more than talking about this <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 lot to take, I'm yeah. like, yo, this is. We should definitely click up and make something happen. I'm, 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 I'm all about the mind. I want to go help out with the mindfulness and the body scans and shit. Right. I feel like that would help. Like, it would. it would just help. Hell yeah, dude. It helps you... regular people. Like, not saying regular, but, like, you know, just, like, anybody going through some shit. So, like, imagine what, like, some of the people that you were in prison with have been through or whatever. Like, just help them get on a track of regularity. Yeah. I just, I'm really, like, yeah, I feel like my eyes are, like, more open and I'm just, like, I feel Shook. like bad. Yeah. Like, cause I feel, I feel <laughs> bad. I'm like, why am I not doing shit? Like I'm out here trying to help, like want to help people in real and like not real life, but like in around me. And mm. then like, I'm like, look at how many people need help. Right. That like, that's sad. It's sad. It but I'm really notice. thankful that like you like, um, came and talked about this. Yeah. And I really am excited that, that we get to, um, spark some ideas. put this out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this thanks is, for coming definitely. and yeah. like being open and, I'm sure that was hard for you. Yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was really nervous before doing this. I went to the skate park and skated for a little bit after this because I was like, you had an damn, I'm really about to fucking like spill the beans, spill the beans. I'm about to like really open up about this because. Yeah. And I think just because you made a mistake in your life and you had something fucked up going on in your mental that I don't think that you're a bad person. Fuck no. Right. I just want you to know Fuck that. no. Yeah. Oh my God. I never understood why like it was the way it was. I was like, why? Over this? What? But I just, I, yeah, I never thought I anything different of you, and I like ever. And I think that it's really cool that you're mindful enough that you know that you have to do, do inner work. Yeah. And sure. I like how you held like yourself, like self, you like know accountable. That you have to hold yourself accountable to get somewhere. That's a good message. That's because a lot of people are like, it's everybody else's fault that I am the way that. And I that can be in any right. situation, not just like prison, like yeah, just absolutely. the victim or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, word. We all you heard that <laughs> yeah all right like hit us up if you have any questions and then we'll like link like uh if it's okay with you you're like Instagram. yeah how do people reach you we oh, we'll we'll i'll put it in the bio no okay. it's okay we'll put it in the link it's lotion, but it's edited with like a period and we'll we'll put it in the link so it's easier in case you uh, have any questions for nando or of course us all of our information is there as well and that's up. it that's it trash that's walks it. Do a trash walk. Say good. Let's all do more. Let's all do yes. more to help the world. I feel oh. fucking bad as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time. Bye. Deuces. Be done. Man.